trying not to get disoriented. <laughs> also, we haven't been on camera together since social distancing was like lifted oh, and we get yeah. to be closer than a broom. Because this isn't awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. We got really excited for a second. Guys, thanks for watching today. Make sure that you go ahead and share the broadcast. It's going to be a great one. And comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from. I see Johnny. Johnny's watching. Serena and Buddy are not only watching, but they are the production crew today. Yeah, because ordinarily, amazing. our behind-the-scenes production crew are, are these ones. Yeah. But the Crabtrees are here. Today. Hey, guys. Hi, Holly. Hi, Paul. Kevin! Hello. Kevin, buddy. Aww. Pastor Nicole says, hello from not sunny Baden. It's true. It's like, I think it's raining outside. It's a really weird. weird conglomeration outside. Like, I walked outside and it's not cold, but it's, at least when I drove here, it was so foggy that the second I stepped outside, my entire glasses went. Yeah. And yeah. I got very concerned. <laughs> I just want to know where all this rain is coming from because it's been raining for like two weeks. Serena solid. says it's the crab trees. They did it. <laughs> Well, it makes sense if we lived on the coast, Hi, but Rachel. we don't. Yo. And it's it's been raining nonstop. I Have think everywhere. I think everywhere it's been weird weather, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. People in other places has this been a really weird weather year for you? Like it's been for us. 2020 has just been like a weird thing unto yeah. itself. It's just like shake, shake, shake. Here you go. I feel like we're gonna all wake up <laughs> and it's just one big dream. Kevin, None of it happened. Kevin, what's it like in Vermont? Yeah. Yeah. Also, you said you're sorry you're so late. You you literally hopped on like three minutes in. You're, you're, you're not late. Wow, Paul. I appreciate Thank it. You. But Paul Thank says you. the rain comes from the sky. Yep. Technically, Thanks, the rain comes from Africa. Da -dun -dun. Da -dun -dun. I really, really enjoy that song. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like you were about to be like a newscaster, like do -do 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 -do. hello, breaking news. Today. Well, we're talking about weather. That would work. 
I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> it's 79 degrees in, in Vermont? Vermont? What? what? I'm oh, so I think I to be physically okay. I did hear my niece is in, I have, I have family in Maine, and they were saying that it was supposed to be like 90 degrees this week or 80, or maybe not 90, that might be promising it, but like 80 degrees or something. And I distinctly remember her sending me a picture of snow like recently. Yeah. So I'm confused. Yeah. Like Maine just went from winter to summer, right? Yep. Like that. I saw like somebody's Snapchat, not, no, I said Snapchat, I don't use Snapchat. I saw somebody's Instagram story in Maine and they were opening their pool and there's snow in the background. I'm oh like, my goodness. Nope, not, no. Yeah. Pastor Nicole says, please bring the sunshine south and drop it off with us to Kevin. Yes, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's my nickname. Abs. Abs. I get, I get extra excited when the girls are on. I get, uh, I get extra excited. Oh, that's sweet. Look at your head. I'm sure this sentimentality is not how you planned on spending your Friday. It is not, but, but it's what you got. We're here to, we're here to spice it up for you. Speaking <laughs> of nothing, we're gonna hop into <laughs> our questions today because I picked out specific ones oh, for you guys. Yay. I wonder Being how many decisive. times that's gonna happen. <laughs> sorry if it I'm sounds really annoying. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm interested to see though, because being decisive isn't always our strong suit. You're gonna Yours? do great. Really? Huh? I mean, I know it hasn't been mine, but okay. Okay. Question number one. <laughs> Bump it up. If animals uh, could talk, which one would be the rudest? If someone says cats, I'm gonna throw you. <laughs> throw. I would love to see that happen. Why is your tongue blue? Oh, you're Gatorade. Is it blue? Yeah. <laughs> like it's super Are my blue. Teeth blue? No. no. But no. I could see your tongue and I'm like, you're not eating food. How is how'd you do it? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so random. Pastor Nicole says cats. What? Ooh. Serena says but a she llama. But a heart, so I'm confused. A llama. I feel like honey badgers. What are you thanking me for, Paul? For addressing the, oh, like, what are you thanking me for? Um, I don't remember. It could be that. I don't know. Honey badgers. Honey badgers. I feel like would be funny. Don't care. Oh, my gosh. We're getting more cats. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? They're just... Cats are more like people than dogs are like people in certain aspects. And that dogs are just always happy. And that's not, cats are just more like people. They have their moods. You have another cat. Cats are the only correct answer to this question. Stop <laughs> it. Not all cats, I feel like. Some of them. I mean, there's some cats. For sure. I you understand. know what? Grumpy they're like, they're like people. Sure they cat. want yeah. to be loved and nurtured. And when they get pushed outside into the wild, into difficult circumstances, <gasps> oh, their hearts God. turn hard. They're just soft creatures, and sometimes they turn hard. <laughs> well, this has been your okay. fall. You get you get extra. Oh, I understand. You get extra excited when the girls are on, so you're not excited when it's me and Buddy or Pastor. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I get extra excited because it's, it's, when have we ever done this on the broadcast? Never. I broadcast. so appreciate you and Buddy being on with me yesterday. I've talked about being on the broadcast with you and Buddy a ton to a lot of people over the last two days and how well I thought it went. Yeah, it, did, it went so well. I really liked it. Like, legitimately, this was a conversation we had this morning. I was just talking about how you guys all were like flowing together really well. I hear the rain. In Africa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Uh, Kevin says that cats are the most entitled animals ever. Pastor Nicole says cats are like people. Some are sarcastic, some are rude, and some are fluffy, lovey babies. But lots are temperamentally rude. <laughs> Paul what's says cats the... are evil. Okay, what's your answer? Rudest animal. Are you sticking with honey badger? I've, ever ne I've never actually seen a honey badger, so I don't feel like that's an accurate answer. I don't know. I need to think on mine. I have... What? No, you, ha you have to give yeah, an answer. No, a shark. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> it makes sense. Because they eat people. Unlike cats. Um, lions. Um, tigers. Bears. Oh, my. I don't know. Lions look kind of cool to me. I mean, they look great, but if you're going to say that cats don't eat people, then... I, I really feel like it could be rhinoceroses. Rhinoceros? Oh, um, hippos. Hippos. hippos just attack mean. people. Just yeah, to attack do. people. They're the rudest. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Coyotes. Coyote. Also, yeah. I feel like moose would be really rude because they're oh, really I feel like stupid. Moose are pretty chill. No. Yeah. They are really? aggressive. They are aggressive. Oh. They're mean. Oh. And they're yeah. And they're Me dumb. Too. Like, they're mean and dumb. Bruce, I mean. Finding Nemo was kind of nice. <laughs> Stop it, buddy! He's uh, trying to d say that it's cats. <laughs> Serena, are you saying Oops. hyenas strictly Fish based off friends. of the Lion King? Not food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul says panthers. Panther. Kevin says New York subway rats. I bet that's very true. Honestly. I can see that. That's a great answer. That's the best answer. You win. That's, that's you good. win. Good job, Kevin. Okay, good next job. question. This one is for you. <gasps> Me? Yep. Oh, no, just kidding. The next <laughs> one is. If your life had a theme song, what would the theme song be? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's Serena. That's her favorite song. <laughs> Betty says we base all our knowledge on Disney movies. That's so true. Okay. Awesome. Theme song. I don't know. I feel like... I got the power! That's fine. I just decided right now. Honestly, like, I feel like <laughs> don't worry, be happy. That, that matches you. I like that one. That does. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Now it's your turn. I, honestly, She's going to pick some sad, depressing song honestly, that makes everyone cry. The arms of the angels. Honestly, the first thing I thought of was the hymn, Peace, Peace, God's Wonderful Peace. It just sounds happy and calm and nice. I wasn't trying to make it spiritual. I wasn't. I just, it's just a relaxing, sweet song. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry for my weird answer. You're a lot of Oh, happy. I like that one by Pharrell Williams. I really do like that one. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. It's a hard question. I don't know names of songs. I just randomly hum songs until someone tells me what it is I'm singing. That's true. Abby randomly hums songs until I tell her that she's singing them wrong. <laughs> this is true. That's was... also true. Yeah. Whoa, your sister I just take... texted me. <gasps> Romero is going to be here today. Like, yeah. and Jose. During the broadcast. And Jose. And Jose. And JoJo and Lucia. Okay, Aww. guys, what are your theme songs to your life? Thunderstruck? Thunderstruck. I feel like George knows that one. I don't know what that one is. I think that's the one that goes, do, 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 do
Was that? <laughs> we just heard the sound out, out, of the, out of the back of the room. <laughs> Buddy, <laughs> Buddy High Pitch sings this song. Oh my goodness. Paul says I hope his will be Eye of the Tiger. Okay, so my like fun story. Because he likes, he likes Rocky a lot. Like my that. fun story with Eye of the Tiger is Pastor Nicole, Deb, and I were learning how to run. And Pastor Brian, Abigail, EO, Rachel, and Luke, when Luke was a baby, drove behind us as we were running the route for a 5K, oh, yeah. blaring Eye of the Tiger on repeat the entire time we were running. Oh, so, yeah, like, we were in the 40 cars. minutes of Eye of the Tiger. Why did you run a 5K? Like, when did, why? We wanted to. <laughs> uh, like, 2014? Yeah. We did it in September, I think. We did Run the no. Valley, and then we did another one in October. Hmm. Didn't happen again. That's really <laughs> We wanted to learn how to run, so we learned how to really run. random. Yeah, we blared it right behind them. Whenever like the I run, time. I feel like someone stabs me in the side. Your like, run is, is my favorite, though. Like, it's my favorite. I don't know why. Everybody says that. Like, I heard Pastor say that the other day. He's, I started running, and he started laughing. It's so <laughs> like, great. Because oh she's goodness. like a gazelle. She just... Buddy is critiquing the question that I said and said that a better way to phrase it is if you were a professional baseball player slash boxer, what would be your walkout music? Well, that's easy. That's a different thing. That my, is a different thing. Mine would be All I Do Is Win. That's my pump up song. <laughs> All I do is win, 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 no matter what. And I'd like everyone to. I do really like that song. Hi, Lisa. Pastor Nicole says, and that ended our running career. <laughs> Lisa. I'm going to be honest. I really like a bunch of, like, 70s. Tiptoe through the tulips. And 80s That's, that's that the theme song? song of your life, buddy? Is that, like, a real song? I've never heard that. If it is, I need you to come up and sing it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you don't want me to sing it. Oh, oh, but I do. We do. I do. <laughs> I, yeah, we do. I'm very curious. <laughs> okay. Okay, Aww. last question. This one is my Abigail question. My question? The first one I figured you'd have a fun answer for the animals, <gasps> and this was my Abby. What Best is... type of cheese. Yes. Well, guys, we could be here for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I love cheese so much. And there's so many different, like, I, this one was a difficult one for me because I too it, like cheese. And they're, like, eating it on its own or pairing it with other things. Dippable cheeses, oh, hard cheeses. Goodness. It depends on what you're wanting, because there's so many. <laughs> it's a really heaven sharp cheddar. That is very Kevin. very good cheese. That is good. That is that might mm -hmm. be my favorite cheese actually. Mm -hmm. I love cheese and crackers. I don't know why, but it's like cheese my favorite. And crackers. Like you can bring me a whole feast, and if there are cheese and crackers, I'm gonna want to fill up on that. Because it's a snack. snack. Food. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> phone is going off. I'm sorry, do you guys, have that was Cinderella really like as the theme music on your phone? <laughs> Cute you? Okay. Paul says pepper jack. Whoa, here yeah. we go. Kevin says, I like where you're going with this ferret. Serena says, no. Serena, you gotta pick one. Free and ultimate. Jenner, warrior? <laughs> what in the world is that? The warrior? Do you remember when Briar. we did, Do you remember when we did the cheese challenge back there for Truth Talk? Oh yeah. That was one of the ones that you did not like wow. that I had you eat. Yeah, um, Serena, you get it takes fancy. a lot for me to not like cheese. Um I really like goat cheese. Yeah, I like, I like goat cheese on salads, stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. I love, like, Three white pepper queso. jack. Pepper jack yeah. has two votes right now. Queso. queso. Velveeta, no. <gasps> Ew. 
Serena. Did you say ew in the I sound like booth, Velveeta. Serena? Absolutely. She just loves every cheese, apparently. If Velveeta to Gaire, whatever that is. I I think that like Velveeta cheese. Honestly, I've, I've said this many times, I've said it publicly, that American cheese is the worst part of America. Like, I don't like that American sort cheese. of cheese where it's filmy and waxy and, like, it's, you know it's not real. I don't want to eat that. I used to eat that by, the, like, the slice as a kid. Like, I would, like, fold it. Make it it's okay, spring. like, on a grilled cheese sandwich, but I'm not a big fan of eating... American cheese slices plain because it's 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 like it's like floppy and weird and see, I don't like it. See, even on grilled cheese, I I go high class cheeses on really? grilled cheese. Like I don't do American cheese. Who likes Swiss cheese? Because that's a very specific. Like I like it. You either like it or you don't. I like <laughs> it paired with other things, but not just to like snack on yeah. on its own. Okay, guys, comment who likes Swiss cheese. <laughs> I like blue cheese too. I, oh, mozzarella. Mozzarella is a mozzarella, wonderful one. I don't know how that wasn't picked before now. Thank you, Johnny. I really mozzarella. do like Vermont white sharp cheddar. Yes. I really, really like that one. Mm -hmm. I typically, that's what I buy yeah. if I buy it and like the mm -hmm. block. That's my chopping. I put it on sandwiches even though it doesn't really fit. I have to put like little squares. <laughs> it's weird. I really like provolone. Yeah. yeah. Provolone, pepper jack. And queso yeah. are gonna oh and mozzarella. Steven Those are gonna be my go-tos. Evangelist Stephen commented and said, "Who's got the puppet behind <laughs> y'all in the baptistry?" If there's that a would puppet in the great. baptistry, I'd fall out. Right now. Like We'd if, be gone. You you wouldn't see anything. Like We'd just if be Buddy gone. and Serena had thought ahead to have somebody like staged back there, and then all of a sudden <gasps> pop, like a puppet pops up, I would I don't even know what I'd do right no now. No one else is here. We. We'd just be gone. <laughs> We'd all fall out of our chairs. Probably not in See the ya. Holy Ghost. I don't no, think I would know be what brie cheese is. Oh, it's brie. so good. Oh, yeah. That's, isn't that brie. the one with the hard outside, but yeah. then it's melty on the inside? It yeah. looks really good. Yeah, it's Johnny really does good. like about 50 different kinds of cheese on his grilled cheese, and I Me really too. want one. Pepper Jack with sharp cheddar <laughs> with Swiss with provolone in a grilled cheese sandwich is excellent. I really like provolone. I like eating provolone plain a lot. Pastor Nicole says Brie and mozzarella too. have two votes. I voted first, Marky. There was some kind that we had in Hawaii that was so good. Uh, Honestly, I like the squirt cheese out of the can. Like I'm good with those that with too. triscuits. Like I'm good. I'm good with that. Mm -mm. That mm -mm. I want some right now. I have a really difficult time <laughs> eating things like that. Like okay. I understand this is a contradiction. I understand that McDonald's food is not real, but I get over she that. She likes McDonald's food, but, but not anything else. But if she it's doesn't like, like any fake food, but, if but it's she supposed loves McDonald's. To be, like, if it's supposed to be, basically, if it's supposed to be like healthy, like imitation, like if I know I'm eating it, like imitation crab or like imitation cheese, it just... Oh, this is assembled with chemicals. I know McDonald's is too. I understand, but I'm totally nacho cheese out of the can that. is disgusting. Steve. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I, it isn't. It's okay that it's not cheese. It's okay. It, no. As long like, as it tastes good, it doesn't really matter. Like even in the cheese crackers that you can get, like the sandwich <gasps> cheese cracker, I, I won't eat that either. What? I like that. Or like the the bread sticky I things like that you dump that. into the fake <gasps> cheese. I won't oh eat that either. Goodness, don't you dare. What? Nope. 
Don't little, go there. Like, you know the little Those snack pack things that have, like, the hard, like, breadstick things, and at the top it has the... Oh, yeah. What yeah. about, like, if you go don't to Domino's or something and you get, like, a cheese dip? I don't eat that. A cheese dip? Yeah, you can get, like, at Domino's and stuff, you can... How many it. times have we been to Domino's and oh, you've never Hunt spoke once? Has it too. I think pizza... I, I think also Little Caesars... <gasps> You can get, I just was My finger is so going to be in that shot somewhere of like pointing, like, that's a great point. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> right there. <laughs> there it is. It's for pizza or like breadsticks or whatever. It's amazing. If you take pizza and dip it in cheese, it's amazing. That dreams are coming authoritative, true. but I, I didn't. Now, cheese, I, I didn't see anybody say that they liked Swiss cheese, except for Johnny saying he put it in grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Nicole. Those cheeses I'm, are just disgusting plastic, well, then I or like, digestible I plastic. I like digestible plastic then, it's okay. <laughs> this is true. We had a conversation and it was like, she's basically said, I like chemicals, I like plastic, and that's just my favorite kinds of food. It's raining really hard. It, it really is. It really is. <laughs> pastor, or pastor. Pastor Buddy Crabtree, Buddy Crabtree says she's not wrong. Paul says, yeah. I did. I did. I know. Paul said he didn't like blue cheese, but I really enjoy blue cheese. Like on salads especially. Yeah. Like with like chicken. On things opens up a whole different I mean I'd eat it. I've got I used to not like it, but I used to make myself eat it because I wanted to like it. Like goat cheese, I'm not just gonna eat it by the spoonful, but I will totally eat that on stuff, like on on bagels or Salads or something. Yeah. Oh, so good. I I don't usually I don't like that. Ah, great. dang it. <laughs> Holly likes Swiss. Pastor Nicole likes Swiss. Swiss on corned beef is good. I've never we had We have an beef. 80s transition Whoa. right now. And I really like <gasps> it. Whoa. Buddy! Whoa! How long have we been like this? Whoa. <laughs> this is Runway. great. We figured out special effects in the sound booth. Uh, where's, oh, whoa! Oh, <laughs> I was trying to touch me. Okay, we're normal now. We're normal. Oh All right, we're goodness. fine. We're normal, it's just me going like this. We look like, <laughs> we look like we were on drugs. Wow, look at these Look at that. And, and, sorry, and guys. just like that, we lost four people. I'm sorry. Becca says, Abby doesn't discriminate against any cheeses. Ghost Paul says that was ghost. That's true. Style. I like basically all cheese. I am accepting of all cheese. If you're feeling lonely, cheese, I've got you. I've got you, baby. What is Ghostbuster style? The, what does he mean? I'm assuming what we did. Oh. The camera shot, probably. Yeah. I've also never watched Ghostbusters. So <gasps> I watched I it when I was like three, but I don't remember it because I was three. Thank you for explaining. <laughs> I really thought you were going to remember that. <laughs> I remember, remember watching it. Like, I remember remembering it. Yeah. But I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Does guys. Does this happen to you? Um, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> Buddy, we have fun, smiley face. <laughs> we have fun, period. Smiley yes. Face. All cheese lives matter. That's yes. so true. I saw That's the movement I need to make. I saw a meme. This has nothing to do with anything, but really quickly. I saw mm -hmm. a meme yesterday that says, I'm going to add some spice to like people's Facebook comments and just start putting like hat, like quotes around certain words of a sentence. So like if it, the sentence was, congrats on your new baby, 
congrats on your new baby. Congrats on your new baby. Or congrats oh, on your new baby. Like, I laughed so hard. That's amazing. Oh I'm just going to start texting you guys like that. Hi, that's guys. Hi, guys. Oh, my gosh. Love you. <laughs> that Love really does you. change everything. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, really quickly, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Those of you Sunday. that are watching this broadcast, we have a service on Sunday for Pentecost Sunday. It's going to be awesome. And if you've been watching the broadcast, Pastor's been talking about Pentecost Sunday a lot. And, you know, it's not like Pentecost Sunday is not something that's talked about necessarily as much as Easter. But it is a super important day. And Pastor has been saying repeatedly on the broadcast that there's something special on this Sunday's service. There's something on Pentecost Sunday just across the body of Christ as a whole. And so Pastor has been fasting in preparation for it. I know there are different people um, uh, in just an hour body who are fasting in preparation for it too. And so we want to invite you to come to our Pentecost Sunday service if you are here in town. Even if you're not, it's worth the drive. We're pretty awesome. We love you. Um, did you want to explain what Pentecost Sunday was? It, just because you were eyeing me and I figured that. No. <laughs> no. How about you explain <laughs> Well, Marky. On the spot, Marky. I, like, favorite I, I, yeah, no, it's, it's my least favorite Marky. <laughs> of all the Markies in the world. Basically. You're the Markiest. You're the Markiest. The day we got the comforter. So basically, guys, um, this Pentecost, is the stuff you don't see on Truth Talk because we edited. Yeah, it out. we edited all this stuff out. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. This is the Cut real that life. out. <laughs> yep. A lot um, of it gets cut. Everything gets cut, basically. Um, basically, Pentecost Sunday is so in it in the Bible. You read. Jesus died, and then he came back to life, and then he said, I'm sending the comforter. Yeah. And so he went up to heaven, but then the disciples, and there were like 120, I believe, right, in the upper room, and that's when they received Pentecost Sunday is the day that they received the Holy Spirit. So, and he's just, I mean, the best thing ever. Um, but he's our comforter, he's with us always, and he guides yeah. us in everything. And so Pentecost Sunday is basically just remembering the day that the Holy Spirit first came mm -hmm. to us. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, I mean, y'all can add on to anything. Yeah, well, and when he came, you know, he came like a mighty rushing wind, mm -hmm. and he, yeah. uh, he descended on those that were in the upper room, and immediately, like, they started speaking in different tongues, and people mm -hmm. of a, a whole bunch of different multitudes of people could hear them speaking in their own native language, and because they had received the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's your empowerment. He yeah. is power. So it wasn't just, um, like, I think it's really easy to think, 
comforter teacher, which he for sure is, but he is that source of power. And as soon as power came, you see Peter being turned from a follower of Jesus into the empowered man of God that the church was built upon. And he said, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but they are filled with power that you know not about. And he preached a fiery message and 3,000 people got born into the kingdom. And so this Sunday is like a celebration of that. It's us honoring, it's us just esteeming that, and it's us celebrating the fact that the Holy Spirit is ours. He's here now. He lives with us, and we're filled with power because of what took place on the day of Pentecost. So this Sunday, when pastor says there's something on it, there's going to be something on this Sunday, and we would love to have you be here with us. Candy says that we all look so smart with your pretty glasses. Mm-hmm. Candy's my sister. It's, she's your the sister. one that uh, broke uh, fingers or yeah, toes. Candy, I was talking about you yesterday. <laughs> I mentioned how you broke your hand from somebody shaking it. And from shutting a trunk, you broke your finger. Um, we were talking about the funniest way we've sad. ever been injured before. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But we are going to be talking today just about... Whatever, whatever y'all have, um, we've been talking about the man who would be king and just really things that we've learned, things that we've grown in. And both of y'all have stepped up into new places of leadership. I think just as a whole around the body here in Boomerang, there are different people stepping into new roles and new mm-hmm. positions and more responsibility. And with great power comes great responsibility. <gasps> <laughs> from Spider-Man. So, because of a ring. A ring broke your finger? Oh, ah. Her ring. Like someone squeezed <gasps> too hard and her ring crushed her finger. I'm going to tell George this cautionary tale because he, he's thought that I've been dramatic when he, but George squeezes with the power that has been him. I'm going to tell him this. I'm so sorry. But no, so anyway, everybody, like or a lot of people are just stepping into different things and y'all have both been taking on more responsibility, more different aspects of leadership. And I know the story of David is one that all three of us really, um, really love and it ministers to us. So what things in David's life have you guys learned? Have you done well? Have you not done so well, but you've learned through and you're doing so much better now? Yeah. We're just going to chit chat with you guys. And what have you been learning? You know, what things have you seen? Oh, that probably didn't go as smoothly as I thought it would, or what have you realized been has been easier than you thought it would? We just want to have a chit-chat sort of day with you and talk and hang out. Yeah. Because we don't hang out enough. <laughs> <laughs> What's been pointed out to me a lot, not that I've never heard or never been taught on humility, I have a lot. But because it's such, thanks, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's such a huge thing. Um, If we would all be as humble as the word guides us to be, this world would be a completely different place. Yeah. Um, But what what just reminds me of humility, just a good reminder, is how humble David was. Despite he was in new positions in his story and he could have just stayed and well I'm the leader over all these troops like I mean not to go back to the Abigail story but we're going to go back there Um, (laughs) (laughs) because obvious reasons 
Um, but seriously, Her name's Abigail, if you didn't get it, in case you're wondering, it was a good one. It's me. <laughs> um, but we just talked about it the other day, and it's, this was something I was meditating on. I have been just thinking about because David, when David was ready to go kill Nabal, Nabal, whatever, however you pronounce that guy's name, when he was ready to go kill him, he had, he had his troops. He was determined, and it was a woman who came up to him and said, please don't do this, and he could have been in all of his... Do you know who I am? I'm, I lead over yeah. 400 troops. I am the future king of Israel. Don't you tell me what to do. Yeah. He could have very easily said that and go, goad and go. went, <laughs> and, went and murdered all of her family, all of their servants. He, he could have done that, and that would have made reasonable sense sure. in today's world. But he didn't. He was humble and said, you know what? You saved me from making a huge mistake. Yeah. Praise the Lord for sending you. Yeah. Because even though he had no idea who she was, she could have been whoever from down the street. Yeah. But he respected, he, he was humble enough to listen yeah. for when the Lord was speaking through people. Yeah. And that's a huge thing in no matter what position you are, even if you have no leadership responsibilities yeah. at all. Even being under people, it's important to be humble yeah. and be like, all right, yeah. just, just being humble in everything. It's so important. And that's what's really been just ministering to me. Yeah, yeah. and that's in like a practice that's being told you're wrong. You know, it's yeah. not like the flesh doesn't always like that, especially yeah. when you're working with people, when you're in positions or things. Right. Like it can... She was like she wasn't even an authority over him, mm -hmm. and she's telling him like you need to stop. You're wrong, and the way he received that, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I wasn't here Tuesday. I was out of town, so I was listening to Tuesdays, the one with Abigail, um, this morning. And the biggest thing that stuck out to me, especially from this morning, was when he was talking about how. Uh, Nabal, or however you say his name. Is it Nabal? Oh, Nabal. That man. Um, <laughs> how he was unwilling to give. And mm -hmm. Pastor, it's always my favorite when Pastor will, he's explaining something, but then he'll, he'll kind of give context in a personal mm -hmm. way of explaining. So he said, um, you know, whenever I am not willing to give something, yeah. That is a red flag to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that really stuck out to me. So all morning I was just like praying and stuff and like asking the Lord to help me with that. Because there have been different things that I have made excuses for. He was talking about not making excuses for giving. And he was talking about in all aspects, not just financial, but yeah. giving of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And there have been things recently where I'm like, I've been making excuses for this. Yeah. I can identify that it's making excuses. And um, so hearing him say, I make sure that's a red flag. Um, right. That really stuck out to me a lot. Um, and of course, it doesn't, it's not really a part of this. But another reason why it really stuck out to me is how Pastor talks about keeping your conscience clear. Because mm -hmm. if you're making excuses for something, your spirit knows, and that messes up your conscience, and that messes up, that sears it, that messes up yeah. operating in 
faith, your yeah. prayers, your intimacy. So just things of making little excuses for not doing things and convincing yourself, no, it's fine if I do it this way or whatever. Um, that, for me, was, I think that's huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, blending both of those things together as, as you're talking, um, the humility that both Abigail and, and David had, you know, humility is being obedient to the Lord. It's doing whatever he says right. to do. And so oftentimes, you know, people could think of humility as the part that, well, you're so much better than me, like this false humility. But there's a humility that comes from doing something boldly that the Lord has said to do. Right. So David received what she said in humility. But imagine if Abigail hadn't done what the Lord told her to do. Like she's putting herself in this vulnerable position. Yeah. So imagine, you know, I, I imagine myself in that position and the Lord says, okay, so this guy, your, your husband's messing up. This guy, who, he's going to come take out your husband and everything that he has. Mm -hmm. You need to be the one woman in that time frame, like a lesser esteemed yeah. person. You need to be the one to go to him and bring an offering and repent on your husband's behalf. Yeah. And you need to hope that he receives you. You know, like right. that, that's basically what happened. And imagine if she had chosen in that moment to not give herself to that directive, yeah. to not give herself to the leading of the Lord. Yeah. Nope, that could be my life. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing what she knew was right because it was outside of her comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah. Didn't she say that she, didn't she say something referring to him being king someday too? Like, I think she knew, not saying mm -hmm. that you yeah. should put yourself above leadership or whatever. But in that instance, she could have very easily been like, he's going to be king someday. He's, tech, you know, the Lord's already anointed him, or possibly at that time, or however it was in the timeline. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Anything that, the pastor will say, anything that takes you longer than two seconds to give up has you. You don't have it. Mm -hmm. So if the Lord's telling her to go, and it could possibly put her life on the line, if she takes longer than a couple seconds to think it over, then that means that that thing had gripped her. And right. humility allows the Lord to expose those things like you're talking about and, and just release them back to him and do what the Lord yeah. says to do. Like Those are huge things. Candy says that we all look really thirsty. <laughs> and Stephanie says that you look so hipster. <laughs> That's what I told her this it's morning. It's not really like you look so pretty or you look great. It's just you look hipster. It's like, thanks. Like, I, I love you, Stephanie. However that was meant, I love you. My goodness. Yeah, I'm trying not to drink this so you don't hear it and so I don't get an extremely blue mouth. I swallowed. I am really a little thirsty. loud a couple times. Can you can you hear us swallowing? Sorry, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> said, I'm so sorry. You said you all are teaching great. Oh, yeah. You're such an encourager. Thanks, guys. Did you know Candy's a two? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, I think. I, but I think you know. Going back to the Abigail. Going back to Abigail. If that's been something for me, you know, Pastor talked about it. I don't think I don't think it was in Tuesdays, but he's talked about it during this series, how it can be really difficult for the leader 
to put themselves in a position to admit that they're wrong because right. of how how people would receive them. And yeah. that's been something that I've dealt a lot with of mm -hmm. the fear of, well, if I own that I made a mistake, then that tells people I'm not perfect. That tells people I missed it. And that gives them opportunity to look less on me than what I want them to. And it was this funky balance of pride and also wanting to lead them appropriately. And, and so that's something I've needed to work out. So going back to Abigail, you know, it really is a testament to the humility of David mm -hmm. to receive her, like you were saying, to receive her in that way. Yeah. Because that it, it's something that being able to admit that you're wrong or being able to change your direction at the leading of the Lord is really a sign of character. So many people think yeah. that a leader has to be perfect. And yeah. obviously, we're not aiming to miss it. But... You know, a leader can teach through mistakes. A leader is yeah. willing to change if the Lord says to change. Think of what would have happened had Abraham heard from God and then he not changed directives when the Lord said to stop. Like he would have killed right. off his son thinking he was right. right. And he was right. He had heard from the Lord what to do. But if he wasn't willing to change when the Lord said change, no matter how he heard the voice, he would have killed off the very thing that the Lord sent to bless generations forevermore. And that's what David did. Abigail came and David was able to shift mm -hmm. at the direction of the Lord. And she became his wife. Like there's blessing yeah. for him being able to humble yourself to somebody else. Right. Right. Sorry, I'm guys. just going to sit in silence. I don't, until <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. I bet you I don't like this. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna can you guess what flavor this is? This is grape. You know, I I'm just gonna keep talking. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was talking to Marky right before right before the broadcast actually, and um you know, she was telling me something that she had done just yesterday where she had um she had apologized for something that, you know, the Lord's been showing her that she can grow more in. Mm -hmm. And it's something all of us can grow more in. But the Lord has really laid it on her heart. And so she went and she apologized um, to somebody um, for, you know, other, not bad. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's just growing. Yeah. And what I was telling her is, you know, when you're able to get over the fear of how people will perceive a failure and start to teach through that failure, then it helps other people avoid those traps. It helps other people become who they're called to be. Um, mm -hmm. It really is a testament of growth and of leadership in that way. And so when the fear of how people will receive us is removed, it really opens up this whole new realm of right. leadership. And that's, that's one of the biggest things I've learned is needing to just get over how people could think of me or what mm -hmm. they, how they would respond to me. That's not my job. My job is not to determine how they receive yeah. me. My job is to be who God's called me to be through and through and not let right. fear in. I've, I've lived so much of my life being scared and afraid of failing, so I wouldn't try a lot of stuff. So if I thought, I'm probably not going to do well at this, then mm -hmm. I just wouldn't try. Yeah. And... That really 
it's been being brought up more and more to me recently yeah. of like don't be afraid of failure because basically all you can do is just go up yeah. from there yeah. so you try something new if you never try anything new you're going to live in your box yep. and you're it's just going to be a pretty bland boring life and you may be in your comfort zone but you're never going to grow or do anything yeah. if you never try something new and so if the lord is leading you to do it whether you're you're feeling yeah. like you're going to fail or not go ahead also because the Lord never leads us to failure. Yeah. So as long as we listen to him, we cannot fail. Like, it is impossible to fail. Yeah. And, and noble failure is something that we celebrate here at Boomerang. Like it's something mm -hmm. that we, if we see somebody trying to serve the Lord and trying to do something that the Lord's called them to do, even if they miss a piece of it, we're going to celebrate that right. attempt to go after God. It's like a kid learning how to walk. Like when they fall after taking a couple steps, you're not reprimanding them. I can't believe you did so poorly. How could you take four steps? No, mm -hmm. you celebrate the steps that they did take. Yeah. You help get them back up on their feet and launch them out to try again and to walk further. And so they take a couple more steps and you never stop encouraging them because eventually right. it's going to click and oh I can walk now right I can run now I can skip now I right. can climb a tree now and those first few moments where they failed or where it looked like they could have failed it helped the failure isn't what was important it was the fact that you get back up you keep going you keep at it and so no matter what the misses mm -hmm. are I I'm not a parent like yet but I can imagine that when my mom or when your parents watched you taking your first steps, that what immediately follows is not how hard you fell on your diapered bottom after that. Like, yeah. I am sure Pastor Nicole can tell me more about what your first steps looked like rather than what your falling looked like. Because right. the victory right. is what stands out. The worthy of praise aspect is what stands out because that's what's meditated on. Right. That's true. I've never heard a parent talk about how many times their baby fell. Yeah. <laughs> how many times they didn't, or they missed mm -hmm. the potty, you know, like mm -hmm. stuff that's very, that seems basic now. You know, like when you first started being a Christian, there were things that were more, seemed more complicated, like praying in tongues or, mm -hmm. you know, praying, just being in the word, understanding the word, things that yeah. now, because we've grown in it, seem normal and basic were big things back then and yeah. so when people any everybody has a starting point right everybody has right. a starting foundation line and it's just building upon that so for the people who have maybe their foundation line is a little bit higher mm -hmm. okay this is where you're at right now but you were here at some point in time you yeah. were here remember when you were here celebrate the steps that are being taken to raise up higher Right. For sure. I just think of when, when I was younger, I used to be very shy. And yes. I would not speak <laughs> up at all. She was so cute, <laughs> though. Oh. I, I was so shy. Like, one time Barrett asked me to go speak, um, like, I think it was just playing a game at some youth rally thing. She was so mad. I, <laughs> I got very angry at her. I'm like, for a while. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and, and she kept pushing me, like, no, you're going to go do this. I'm like, no, I'm not. And 
I like that's how shy I was. <laughs> like it was it was bad. And as I've gotten older, Holy Spirit has led me to like speak up right now or just to become more and more less yeah. shy, become less and less shy. I don't however you want to say that. Um and as I have what I desired most has been even more amplified. Like I want people to like get to know me. And the reason I was so shy and wouldn't speak up is because I was afraid that I would do something, I would fail, and people would not like that. Yeah. People would not like me, and then they wouldn't get to connect with me, and it'd just be bad. And so the more that Holy Spirit has led me to get out of my little box, people have been able to connect with me yeah. more and really get to know who I am. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's all I ever wanted. Yeah. And it came from getting out of my comfort, comfort zone, doing things that did not feel comfortable. It did not feel yeah. good. And to speak up, just to listen to Holy Spirit. And now I'm at a place where people, people really know me. Yeah. And they know who I am. They know that I love Taco Bell. And I love Taco Jesus. Bell people know that you love Taco and Bell. honestly, they do. It's pretty great. We have great relationships. Um, and they know who I am because yeah. I have everything I wanted because I listen to Holy Spirit. Yeah. Even when it felt uncomfortable. Well, the key words and all that that you've been saying is Holy Spirit. Like right. Holy Spirit. Right. And we talked about it earlier. Um, but truly, Day of Pentecost changed these 120 people. It changed right. those 3,000 people that came into the kingdom. You know, my my testimony, of it, it's very similar. Like, I wasn't, um, I was not the person that you guys know me as now. I was very scared of people. Um, I don't know as though I was shy. I've said shy, but I think I was just more scared of them. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to people as much. I'd just hide in a corner and wait for them to come to talk and talk to me. And when I got the Holy Spirit, everything changed. Like I remember when, like when Holy Spirit started becoming alive to me and it's like overnight something exploded on the inside of me and unlocked things. Not because I, Barrett, did anything worthy of it, but because Jesus is so good and Holy yeah. Spirit is so big and powerful that through the Holy Spirit, he started to transform me into what God had designed me to become throughout my entire life already. Same as with Marky and Abigail. So what comes up as you're talking is Peter. You know, Peter had mm -hmm. all of this, and Peter's my favorite. Like, I say it almost any time I talk about him preaching. Peter... I just identify so much with Peter. He was this passionate guy. He just loved everything so much. <laughs> and he, he just exploded over with emotions so much of the time. But when the day of Pentecost came, when Holy Spirit descended upon him, all of those emotions, all those feelings, all that passion that the Lord had given him for Jesus came out the right way and he was right. transformed into the leader that he was called to be. Like you go back a couple chapters and Peter denies Jesus three times to a little girl at the well. Like mm -hmm. it's not like she was some big burly bodyguard. Like she was a little tiny little girl going, are you one of Jesus' fault? No, I'm not little girl. Like you, whatever. No, <laughs> but now after Jesus has risen, 
after he's been persecuted, the Holy Spirit falls. The words of Peter, men of Judea and all you who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. These are not drunk as you suppose for since it's the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days it shall be, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my maidservants and maid um, men servants and maidservants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. He is, there's a boldness that came upon him. There's an impassionment that came upon him. And all of that passion, all of those things were channeled in the right place and he became who he was called to be. And after he's preaching, he calls him out. He calls him out for crucifying Jesus. He's like, you did this. This was y'all. But there's hope for you. You can repent. You can accept him as your Lord. He's here for you. As soon as he did that, when they heard this, they were stung in the heart and said to Peter, brother, what shall we do? And he says, Mm -hmm. repent and be baptized every one of you. Yeah. And those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day 3,000 souls were added. That's what happens with Pentecost. That's what happens with Holy Spirit. When you allow the yeah. Holy Spirit to turn you into the leader that you're called to be, you don't even look the same. Things right. you did yesterday can't attach themselves to you anymore. What used to fit you, it's a word that somebody gave to me last May, and it's just rung true over and over. What used to fit you won't fit you anymore. Things mm-hmm. that used to be habits can't stay your habits anymore because the Holy Spirit transforms you into a whole new person. I think so many people, people, um, so many, so many, so many people, 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 I think so many times, I laughed and fogged up. I couldn't <laughs> see you, and I'm like, oh, you went away. <laughs> um, I think so many times people don't want to go all in with Jesus and all in with Holy Spirit because they feel like he's going to end up leading them to a place in their yeah. life that they don't yeah. like. They're not going to be able to do what they like. They're going to lose. They're going to become robots or whatever, lose their identity. And it's just the opposite. Yeah. Like seeing with Peter, Peter was a very passionate dude. He was. Chop your ear off. (laughs) He was very strong. And God's will wasn't to just completely wipe that away from him. That's good. God's will was to take that and channel it towards what's good channel it through holy spirit to where he took that same passion that same strongness yeah and he won three thousand yeah three thousand people in one day to the lord god isn't wanting to take away everything that is fun and good in your life and even though it may feel uncomfortable at times like maybe i did i know for a fact i did not want to speak up at that point in my life. But when I listened to Holy Spirit, because I knew what he had for me was better than anything I could imagine for me, I ended up getting everything I ever wanted in life because I listened to him. He gave me everything I wanted, and I'm still me. I'm overflowing with personality. I'm not a robot, I promise you. (laughs) I promise. What he wants to do is take, he wants to take you and point you in the right direction yeah. and let you loose yeah. for his kingdom for good. And you're going to, it's the best 
feeling in the world. It's, yeah. it's the best place you can be. Yeah. I think so many, I mean, I know even I, I have hesitated to go all in because I was scared. And when you just go ahead and jump in, go in the deep end, it's, your life can't get any better than that. Like the what's so great about having Pentecost, about having the Holy Spirit, having His power is there have been so many times where I immediately my thoughts have been, God, I, I can't do that. Like if you mm-hmm. start to feel, have you ever start to feel a nudge of, I I'm supposed to do that, and the first yeah. the first thought is I can't do that. I yeah. don't know how to do that. Yeah, I, right. you know, and that's why it's so crucial in those moments to to see. It's not about what I can do. Yeah. I have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. I'm in, you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit. I am filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with power. And mm-hmm. it's so it, if you're only looking at yourself, I know for me, if I only look at myself in those situations, I won't do anything. But trusting yeah. God and His power to yeah. go through you and yeah. empower you to do those things, yeah. that's where it's, okay, it's not in my strength. It's yeah. not in my ability. He's going to give me the strength. He's going to provide all that I need in that situation. All I have to do is, you know, give myself to him, and yeah. he'll do it. Well, mm-hmm. and Kevin Kevin said something um, that, he, well, he said, I really enjoy hearing y'all's perspective, and glory to God, if it's, if it's going well, then it's Jesus. <laughs> but it's what came up to me reading that and then listening to both of y'all mm-hmm. is that, a leader, I'll use myself as an example. So there have been times you're talking about being scared to do something out of not knowing how to do it. You know, just this past year, uh, we did a great big event here at the church. And yeah. it's an event that we'd done before, but we were looking to do it bigger than we'd done it before. Yeah. And I had started taking weight. Um, I oversaw the event. Um, it was part of my job here at the church was to oversee it and I started to take weight about it and I got so nervous um, feeling like I couldn't do it not having the answers not seeing how different things could fit together that it's like I just choked up and nothing would come out so there was um, we the leadership team took a um we went on in advance. We took a week, and we just spent yeah. it together. And part of that week was to discuss this event. And when it got down to where we at with it, where's the status yeah. report, it became very glaringly obvious what I had done, like that I just had stopped. And right. part of it was fear, and part of it was just expecting other people to be able to read my mind and know what I needed them yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. And... The fear wasn't just, I don't know how to do it, but there was a fear of what happens if I tell them I need their help? Mm-hmm. Should I, will they see that maybe I shouldn't be put over this event? Like, does it make me less worthy to do this? And yeah. I talked with pastors afterwards, like we took a break and pastor talked with me and I apologized to them yeah. and repented for it because it's wrong. That was pride. And I, um, like we were able to start getting stuff done. The event took place like maybe two weeks after that. And when I got home, I realized I'm not going to do that again. I I will not not ask for help out of a fear. And so I I think the next day I went on a a group chat that I have. I'm like, this has to be done and I don't know how to do it. 
and somebody else took it. Somebody else yeah. took the ball and they're like, I know how to do that. Let me do it. I know mm -hmm. what to do there. Let me do it. Right. And when the reason, I, the whole reason I'm going down here, Rachel says I rabbit trail, but I'm bringing it back, is because other people have supplies of God and mm -hmm. Holy Spirit will teach you how to do anything that he's called you to do. But a leader is not called to do everything. You know, right. you can lead many things, but you can't do everything. Yeah, That's right. part of the leadership training here at the church. Yeah. And so when it starts to become our job to make sure everything's going right, and it's my responsibility to make sure it's perfect, That's all, that for me has become my red flag of I'm carrying weight. As right. soon as it becomes my job to make it perfect, that's my signal that I'm carrying the weight of it. Yeah. And... I, since that moment, I have purposed myself to do much better of asking and reaching out and grabbing a hold of other people's talents. Y'all think so different than I do. <laughs> Y'all do things so differently than I do. And I can yeah. maybe figure out how to do something, but when I tap into the anointings you guys have, as, as a leader, when I tap into other leaders' anointings, then all yeah. of a sudden it becomes something I could never build on my own because I'm not wired to think that way. I'm wired right. to think like Jesus, but he's graced each and every person with a different perspective, a different gifting, a different anointing, and and when they start to get used together, that's when things start to look like Jesus. Not just right. you and Jesus, but everybody else has a supply. Yeah. And when you tap into it, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Reminds yeah. me of the verse that talks about the different the different parts of the body. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, no one should be like, I am the whole body in the body. You can't be the whole body yeah. and be a part of the body with everybody else. You're one part of the body. You're not yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's honestly, that's been one of, I don't ever mind teaching from things that I've done wrong. I, I talk about them often. Because I don't want others to make the same mistakes I've done. Like, I yeah. want people to listen and go higher than I ever went, quicker than I ever did. Yeah. And for me, this that was one of the biggest things that was a trap for me because Using, I'll use Abby as the example. Abby was the very first youth in youth group. She and I have been, like, she's been, she's been my girl in that way. And so when Abby started serving um, on teams that I was a part of, you know, there was, I don't know as I've actually talked with her about this, so enjoy this in public. Um, there was a very real part of me that did not want to fail in front of her. You know, yeah. because she knows me as a leader in youth. She's seen me in that capacity. She's seen me as, you know, a leader in the church. Yeah. But leading a team can be different. And so mm -hmm. there would be times where Abby would bring something to me. And she's like, is this right? And I would take it. And I'd have to, I'd have to deal with it of, did she just see me do something wrong? Like, what does she think now that she's seen me do something that she does she realize that she's better at this than I am because she is at many different things and if she thinks that is she going to respect me less and like these are real thoughts that I had to deal with mm -hmm. um because not only is she serving on the team with me I love her like I I love her and so what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to be seen as less so instead of allowing Abigail for a season instead of allowing her to be all that she is, I would just take more. I'd be like, no, I got it. No, I got it. I've got it. I've got it. Like, you don't yeah. even worry about it. I'm just going to do it. And 
I realized I was just taking all this stuff that was really Abigail's to do. It wasn't my responsibility yeah. to do it. it. The Lord wanted her to do it. And so I just started letting go. I don't know, Abby. What do you think? How would you do this? You probably would do this differently. What, what do you think about it? And then she started to come alive because what I didn't see is I was suppressing her out of a fear that she would look at me differently if she yeah. saw me fail. And yeah. as a leader, you can't be worried about how other people are going to receive you. That's their job. As a leader, your right. job is to obey the Lord and only speak what the Lord says. And if you miss it, own it. Yeah. 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 Candy said, I've seen a lot of leaders not talk about that subject over the years. Very true. It's great to have others join us and help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We said it. Yeah. Well, we actually just talked about... Uh, Sort of this subject on Truth Talk, actually. How to not sink your um, ships. <laughs> you just made a theme song. I really want to make theme music for everything in the church. Uh, like, I just want to be great. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We'll oh, talk no, to you're great. On Truth Talk. <laughs> We're, we, we just talked about this on Truth Talk on how it's important for us to admit our flaws. Yeah. To each other, because yeah. I've I've been discovering many about myself recently, and it's been stretching for me to go to Baird and Mark and be like, all right, this is somewhere where I have struggled and I need help, and that can feel very intimidating to do. And they've done the exact same thing back to me as they've discovered. All right, will you help me keep an eye on this? Make sure you know if you see me um, starting to just go down in this area, yeah. will you help point it out to me? And although it can seem intimidating and a lot less, like you have less power and less control over yeah. situations, it's honestly made me admire them more for bringing it up, which sounds completely crazy, but it's the truth. It's not how a lot of the world thinks, but yeah. it's the truth, and they've been able not only are we able to understand each other more, like, all right, so Abby's not, Abby's still growing in this area, so this is why she seems a little bit weird right now. Instead of just being like, all right, what's the matter with Abby? They're able to, yeah. all right. So she mentioned the other day, she's not really, she's not perfect at this yet, so she's probably just feeling a little weird about this situation. Let me see how I can help. And that's humility. That's being honest. Honest communication is what we talked about. I think that's what we named the episode. But being honest with each other and just, it yeah. brings such a strength to every yeah. relationship, no matter what kind it is. Yeah. A good leader is committed to growth. Yeah. Is, and that's, you know, there's this, I think Marky and I have talked about this before. Um, you know, in the Word of Faith movement, it's almost seen as a weakness if you admit that you have missed it in an area. Yeah. And we are what we're not saying is that you go and confess that you stink. Like, I'm not saying that you go out and tell every single person that every single failure that you have ever made, like, you don't do that. That's not wisdom. And mm -hmm. that's just a cruddy confession because yeah. you're not those things. You may have missed it, but you're not going to miss it anymore because yeah. you're committed to Jesus. Right. But... A leader isn't afraid of an honest evaluation. You know, it says in James that we're to look in, 
in the mirror, honestly. Like we're to honestly evaluate ourselves. And mm -hmm. honest evaluation means that with people that the Lord's told you to have this communication with, your leadership team, people that you're close with, that you say, you know, I'm growing in this. I am and believing that the Lord is developing me, I want you to stand with me and believe with me. And if you see that I have opened a door for an old habit to come back in, yeah. I want you to point it out to me. And a leader's not afraid of correction from those who he submitted to. You know, I'm not afraid of correction from pastors Brian and Nicole. Just yesterday, I sent Pastor Nicole a message. Um, Pastor Brian's out of town, so I sent it on a line with Pastor Nicole and George. I realized I'd messed up with something. The Lord showed it to me. It was something that had been a root that I didn't even realize was there. The Lord revealed it. And I went on the line and repented to both my husband and my pastor. And mm -hmm. I told her, I'm like, okay, so this is a long message. Kind of emotional. But, you know, if you need to yell at me, you can yell it. That's fine. <laughs> and... I was willing if she felt that was necessary, but she came back, she goes, I don't need to do that. You just, yeah. you evaluated yourself. What are you going to do now? And so I came back, yeah. I'm like, here's the action steps I'm going to take, and it's not going to come back. And that's yeah. what true leadership will do is when you own, I, I missed it before, but you know what? I'm committed to growth. The commitment right. to growth is what speaks of the character, yeah. not just wallowing like a pig in a mud bath of, I missed it, I'm going to stay missing it forever. No, you get up, you clean yourself up, and you just, you keep on going because that's, yeah. that's who you're called to be. Yeah. Yeah. So do y'all have any questions regarding any of that? Um, just regarding, I mean, anything that's Abby's been talked about. Truth talk, if you can't tell. <laughs> she is. Get things done. I think I said all right. All right. All right. I found right. out in one of my, all right. Okay. One of my growing opportunities, I found okay. that when I need to get things done, my word that I say is all right. All right. Gee, all right. So be looking at some point for a video for the truth talk. <laughs> Of yeah. one video, not even multiple. Just videos. one. One video is compilation of how many times she said, all right. All right. Because it, it was might ridiculous. be close right. to 50. All right. Honestly, we were editing it, and I was like, all right. All right. I was in all right. tears. I was laughing so hard because she would not stop saying all right. Yeah. And at the time, I couldn't, I couldn't um, notice it, but over. <laughs> anyway, all right. All right. All right, guys. Anyway, is one of yours. Anyway. Anyways, and okay. 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 Yep. But yeah, if you guys have anything that you want to talk to us about or anything that you, any comments that you have about any of this, we'd love to hear from y'all. I know it's Friday, so you guys are getting ready for the weekend. But like we said earlier, Pentecost Sunday is going to be this Sunday. And so if you are in the Albemarle, Stanley County, North Carolina, Eastern Seaboard, you are welcome <laughs> to attend America. Boomerang. Yeah. I mean, if you have access to a plane, Get time. here, candy, for sure. Can I just say one thing? Absolutely, oh, no. you go for it. I have no idea what she's about to say. <laughs> Pretty excited. That's what I'm thinking. I have no idea. Go right ahead. But we'd love to have you at Boomerang yeah. here this Sunday um, for Pentecost Sunday. To my knowledge, we're only doing the one service in the morning, so we're not going to have like a twofer. So you come at 10:30 Sunday morning, and we would love to have you be with us. And it's going to be great. And Pastor Brian will be back. He has been, I don't know if we've said this, he has been at a 
conference in Texarkana with one of his spiritual mentors, Pastor Tracy Harris, and it's been phenomenal. They are actually, if it's still going, they had a morning session this morning. And then tonight, if again, if you're in the... Um, in our time zone here in North Carolina. It'll yeah. start at 7 p.m. tonight. They'll have a final service tonight. So if you're able to, go to Harvest International Ministries Facebook page and watch the service. What did your sister say? She said, closing note, a gun <laughs> fell on my toes last uh, few weeks ago. It was on the top of the freezer. It's broken, but almost healed. I'm not as fragile as I sound. That was, a gun? A gun fell on her toe and broke it. On top of the freezer? It was on top of the freezer and it fell on her toe and broke it. Candy, was this that your gun? sound like a safe place to store Like, a gun. I'm really concerned for that. I mean, she <laughs> but doesn't have, it's just like her, but I mean. Still. I'm still concerned if that. If you need to open the freezer at any point. That's probably what happens. So. Like, yeah. You just. I'm concerned that you have a gun right now. Like, I love you. This is why I don't have a gun <laughs> at this moment I think it was a BB gun. Uh, I'm not sure. That does not make it better. What? A BB like, gun is so much not as dangerous. It is Paul, so much bigger. A BB Paul fired. Than a pistol. Oh, Pew not pew. like a shotgun, like, or whatever. I wonder if they have pistol BB guns. I was definitely cool. thinking handgun, and it uh, fell and hit no. her toe. Yeah. I was not thinking massive no, like gun atop BB, the freezer. Like a big BB gum, gum. <laughs> big BB gun. Like, I saw the word calcium. I and calcium. I said, um, like on a deep freezer like the Wrights have? No, or like, like a regular fridge. You have a BB gun on top of your refrigerator? Yeah. Candy? Okay. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> probably not there anymore. So probably, probably not. It's it. probably on her toe. It's a handheld. What? A handheld gun? So it's a. Oh. It's it's not your BB gun. So it was oh a pistol. Oh my goodness! It's a it's a pistol. A pistol fell on your toe. Ah. Candy and Becca would be friends. Candy and <laughs> Becca would be friends for sure. Yeah. Becca, if you're watching, we're gonna connect you with Marky's sister. You're gonna be best friends. It's gonna be great. Can you talk about gun safety? Yes. <laughs> Bye, Kevin. Well, we love y'all. Oh, there are pistol BB guns. That's awesome. Oh my. Goodness. My next investment. I love that Kevin so. signed off after a gun fell on yeah. his sister's toe. He's like, I can't do any more of this. That's a pistol BB gun. It is. Oh, that's so cool. Oh. Paul, if y'all know Paul, so here, this is, this is our last remark. I have so many concerns for your sister. <laughs> but Paul, who was on here like yesterday and everything, he, they had a, um, a mouse that was under their dryer. <laughs> so his his way to solve that problem was to grab his BB gun and he had Jade hold up the dryer. So it's like, it's leaned up against the wall and he's shooting under the dryer trying to get the mouse. He has no idea where the mouse That's is. Awesome. And this was just like two weeks ago. It was really funny though. Guys, we have to go because I just got a text message from my co-host saying that she really needs to use the bathroom. So it's 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 time for Mark I to use the bathroom. I'm almost in tears. It hurts. Oh my god! I'm going to sprint to the bathroom as soon as we get off. Hundred percent. Mark, Abby's going to take a video and we'll share it next it week. Hurts. We love you so much. Love Thank you. you for joining us today. We will be back on Monday with the man who would be king, and Pastor Brian should be back then too. So we'll see you soon. We love you. Have a great love you guys. weekend. See you Sunday. Bye. Bye bye.